Welcome back to the Baseball Insiders. It's been a while. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Uh, on Tuesday, instead of our typical Monday, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday on the normal schedule, but we are glad to catch you on this very special date and time with Fansided's MLB Insider, Robert Murray. I'm Adam Winder. Robert. Uh, you are going through it. Uh, you're hit by the struggle bus a little bit, but you're pushing through because the content is just that important. Welcome to the program. Man, it's, it's good to be here. It's good to get my mind off the Eagles losing the Super Bowl. Um, yep. At least I didn't pay four grand for a ticket, so it could always be worse. But um, that was a, a shot to the keister. Uh, I was watching the price go down, I will say. like I read a weird article that was like, the price on the secondary market is $10,000, and you know what? It'll never be lower again. And I was like, all right, bet. And then I watched it go down to like 4.2K, and I was like, should I fly to Arizona? Ultimately, I did not. Uh, crazy game and a huge bummer for you, and I want to send you and everyone like you uh, one final solemn go birds. I was hoping, I really was, I really was hoping that the birds would go. I promise you that. Yeah. And it was cool. Like I had so many people that I'm obviously really close with, but even also people that I'm not necessarily close with all hit me up within like 48 hours of the Super Bowl just to send go birds. And I, I kid you not, like the morning of the Super Bowl, um, I either sent or received at least 200 texts that included the words go birds. Um, there was even some dude I was walking in Old Town Scottsdale um, with, with some friends of mine this weekend. Some guy legitimately stuck his entire like upper part of his body out of his car window and yelled "Go birds!" at me as I was wearing my Reggie White jersey. Like, God, Eagles fans are freaking awesome. I uh, Philly fans, I, I love you guys very much. Yeah, you guys talked your mess. Uh, I mean, the team backed it up. That that's a tough one, but I don't think there's any reason that the team will not be back um, in, in Super Bowl contention for several years. And uh, I don't think you're alone that, uh, you know, Jonathan Gannon going to be the Arizona Cardinals head coach. I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like that's not exactly going to throw them off course too much. No, I was uh, Shane Steich and losing him to Indianapolis. I was I was pretty bummed about that because he does a really nice job. Uh, Gannon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily sad to see him go, um, but I, I'm curious to see how they replace him because all the top candidates are uh, are pretty much off the board. Yeah, I do trust Sirianni, though. It's like it's the same thing with uh, the Giants and Brian Dable. If they were going to lose some of these position coaches, you feel weird. You don't want to give Daniel Jones a new voice, but you're still like, Dable's the guy, though. And I'm like, Sirianni's the guy. So it, it's going to be tough, but the the core remains. And, and Sean Daly, our producer, is talking about how uh, none of the players made excuses after the game. Uh, that's true. And James Bradbury, in fact, said, I was hoping they weren't going to penalize me, but I did a penalty, which uh, it's what you love to hear from a team in defeat that could have easily been reeling. Um, and uh, yeah, I was hoping to be celebrating with you today, man, but uh, we do what we can. And I know your faith will never waver. I was glad to see you post the final score graphic on Instagram. It was, it was nice proof of life. Yeah, it was because uh, there, was, there was a lot of people who texted me after they lost, like asking, are you OK? So I figured I'd put up a, a sign on Instagram like, yeah, I'm actually OK. I'm, I'm going to post through it right now. But <laughs> um, goodness me, that's uh, it didn't sink in until the moment I laid in bed. And all of a sudden I closed my eyes and like I don't like the Bradbury thing. That was a, that was a penalty. Even Bradbury admitted that. But what 
kept replaying in my head was that Jalen Hurts fumbled. Like if he doesn't fumble, they win. Um, so that kept me up until about 3 a.m. And why I'm there's a that's probably the reason why I'm sick right now. So that's that also kind of sucks. It's an overall a double whammy. Bird, birds lose the Super Bowl and I get sick because of it. Like way way to go, Jonathan Cannon. Oh, it, I, I can get into a whole spiel here. This is oh, geez. he followed he followed you to Arizona too. You can't shake this guy. Yeah, see, I, I probably got to move out of Arizona now. Although I did just sign a twelve month lease on a new place um, yesterday, so um, I guess. I mean, maybe I break that lease or I, I don't know. I, I can't be in the same place as Gannon. No. I mean, if there's – I'm not worried about, like, landlords. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to break your lease. I want you to, like, find a permanent home that you're comfortable with. But if it makes a landlord miserable for you to break that lease, then, like, eh, I think we're okay. That's fine. No, that's true. And I'm sure that Gannon would feel that in some way, too. So that would be another – yeah. But Yeah, no. Yeah. Gannon knows. Gannon knows all about uh, letting people get loose at inopportune times. Uh, but I won't focus on the Super Bowl <laughs> too heavily. Uh, I'll savage Jonathan a little bit. But I, I, we're gonna do a quickie today. We'll be right back on Thursday. We're happy to answer everybody's questions. Of course, make sure you are locked in and subscribed to the Baseball Insiders on YouTube. Three thirty Eastern Mondays and Thursdays. Typically, it's a special a Tuesday special, a flu game episode. Today, we'll be back normal time to cover everything that happens between Tuesday and Thursday on Thursday at 3.30. Uh, but I wanted to round uh, up a couple of things that we missed during the Super Bowl week, during the Super Bowl weekend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. And the San Diego Padres have decided that they're not only not done, they're not waiting for next offseason, they're not waiting for the Manny Machado opt-out, they have chosen to pay not one, but two pitchers this week. A free agent in Michael Waka. That went down today. Finally, the, the best remaining free agent starter from our incredibly shitty all-star team is now off the board. Uh, and he did not go to the Angels as we were sort of – we were trying to steer him there. We were just kind of saying, like, don't the Angels want to be – don't you want to be 2.4 more better Angels in the pitching staff specifically? Uh, and the Padres instead decided the rich would get richer, and they grabbed him. And that's on the heels of a U Darvish extension that takes him through age 42. 42? Uh, these are two moves. They don't necessarily go hand in hand. And, and I guess we'll start with Waka, just because it felt like the Angels were a great fit and, and the Orioles entertained it. How did he end up on the Padres after all of that? Yeah, it's – the Padres have been looking for another starting pitcher basically all offseason. Like I know they ended up signing Seth Lugo, but he he's a guy who can end up either pitching in the rotation or he could pitch in a hybrid role um, out of the bullpen. 
and they want they like they talked to Johnny Cueto, and from everything I gathered, they were a finalist. I would imagine they probably finished number two for Cueto. Um, they talked to other starting pitchers too, but they ultimately came up short. But um, I didn't think they'd be able to land a guy like Waka because um, it seemed like their finances were pretty like they were pretty close to capacity for their payroll. Um, but ultimately they found a way to add Waka. And from everything I can gather, the uh, like the structure of this contract is, is really complex. Like it would not surprise me if this was a multi-year deal um, I, or in some, or in some sort of sense, like with opt-outs and, and everything like that. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it, it sounds like it's very complex. That's all I can really say at this point, but um the rotation is nasty. Like they have Darvish, they have Joe Musgrove, they have Blake Snell, they have Michael Waka, they got Seth Lugo, they got Nick Martinez. Um, it gives them the six man rotation that they wanted. They had success with it early in 2022. Um, AJ Preller, I'm convinced he does not sleep. And I mean, that Darvish deal even proves it because I think I can speak for myself and basically every other person around baseball. A U Darvish extension was not on my radar that everybody was looking at Manny Machado and for good reason. Um, and all of a sudden Preller is like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and extend you Darvish through his age 42 season. It makes sense. Um, like it's, I wonder if the new norm is giving these, um, these long-term ish kind of contracts to players who are going to be over 40 just so they can spread out the AAV. Um, so it's not that big of a hit in early season. So they have more payroll flexibility, but yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it's very, it's interesting. And that was one of them. Yeah. It's another AJ Preller life hack. It's like, Oh, you guys like what I did with the Bogarts contracts, extending it, you know, way beyond reason. Well, I'm going to do it again with somebody who's internal and will be 42 years old at the end of the deal. What do you guys, you, you got to wonder at what point sleepless AJ Preller just like on a vision quest, like drained of all mental faculties, like in bed at 3.30 a.m., no food, no water, just like his brain manifests this crazy deal. But who knows? Uh, it could work, but there, there, are, there are a lot of pro innings on you, Darvish's arm. Uh, 2,756 and a third, in fact, Jeez. counting his time in Japan. And when this contract ends, he'll be at 23 pro seasons. So I, I kind of do wonder if, you know what he's doing, but is this too extreme even for him? And there's mutual interest, but couldn't have gotten away with four years on that extension? You know, I, I was wondering the same thing. And, like, obviously keeping him before he becomes a free agent um, makes sense. But I, if I was running the ship in San Diego, I would not have given him a six-year deal. Um, just I think the risk there is too great. Um, I think four years would have made a whole lot more sense at a higher AAV, but – um, maybe that's something that the Potters didn't want to do that. I don't know. Um, but six years is certainly a risk. And um, I know I talked about it before, but I think them trying to extend Manny Machado now makes so much sense because you got to figure he stays healthy. He's opting out of that contract next year. Yeah. And you're going to have to worry about Steve Cohen bidding because they had just agreed. I mean, obviously they had just agreed to terms with Carlos Correa on that huge 300 plus million dollar deal. Um, so they're clearly looking for a third baseman and Machado obviously has much more experience playing third base. He's a really freaking good player. 
Um, and having to compete with Cohen, who's got endless money, um, is pretty terrifying. Um, so I think trying to extend Machado now to another 10 year, what do you, what do you give him? 350, 400? Yeah, three, three, between 320 and 350, I feel like. But can you even get away with that? I don't know. So you don't think that this like precludes them from doing Machado too? Like even though the Darvish money feels like it came out of nowhere, you don't think this like would stand in Preller's way as a roadblock? He knows he has to get Machado done, and he he still probably could. Yeah, I I have learned very quickly to never rule anything out with AJ Preller. He is a madman who works in mysterious ways. Um, I to my knowledge, nothing is close. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like anything is imminent, but um, I think that should be the Padres' top priority uh, this spring is getting Machado in San Diego like long-term, and they don't have to worry about that opt-out. Yeah, you, you can't count the Mets out of anything, obviously, but you're right. Like We're putting them in the Otani sweepstakes. They're going to be in the Otani sweepstakes, but Machado is a more obvious fit. Like, you know, you don't, when you're in that market, you don't restrict yourself by position, and anybody would mm-hmm. like to get their hands on Shohei Otani, obviously. Like, <laughs> the Mets aren't going to be like, no, I think we're going to stick it out with Manny Machado. But you're right. They did just – Steve Cohen admitted there was a missing piece in that lineup. He went out and got Carlos Correa and moved him to third base. Then he ungot Carlos Correa. And if the Padres don't extend Manny Machado, there will be a Carlos Correa-style – third baseman, natural third baseman available next offseason for a similar amount of money. So it's pretty easy to connect those dots. Oh, it absolutely is. And it makes all the sense in the world. I've had multiple scouts bring Machado's fit up with me uh, with the Mets. like, And they just think it would be perfect. If he ended up reaching free agency, it would it would be a perfect fit. But I, boy, I know how aggressive that A.J. Preller and their owner, Peter Seidler, is, or both are. Um, gosh, that has to be a top priority because having to try to outbid Steve Cohen, uh, that's a very difficult task, even for the San Diego Padres, who, for all we know, outbid the the, uh, the Boston Red Sox by honor million for Xander Bogarts. Um, I mean, that's yeah, we're, we're, it's crazy. We're talking about two teams that like to spend going after Manny Machado. That's a very good spot for uh, Machado's agent, uh, Dan Lozano, for sure. Absolutely. And he probably would have fun sticking around in the NL West. We know the Padres intend to be at the top for quite a while. Sticking in that division, we had to do a pod today because two of your boys both signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers over the last couple of days. David Peralta, who I know you like and who you were trying to steer to the New York Yankees. And I appreciate you doing your bidding there, but he did ultimately go to the Dodgers. Uh, for uh, about, I think, what we expected, $6.5 million contract. Not so bad for a guy who's always been a productive offensive player. And then Alex Reyes, who early in the offseason, we decided that's kind of the most surprising DFA of anybody. I mean, you know, there's a problematic shoulder there. We all know his shoulder is not like an elbow. But the Cardinals decided they were done just one year after his first all-star campaign. And everybody agreed you know, it's not a great DFA when everybody agrees whoever gets him next is going to have a really good shot at a bounce back candidate. Uh, we expected a bidding war, and then he goes to the Dodgers for $1.1 million. 
So talk me through both of these. I think Peralta was probably running out of options. Reyes, it felt like, had plenty on the table, but I guess maybe not. Either way, the Dodgers get a, a nice amount better right on the verge of spring training. Yeah, and the Dodgers, as we have been saying on this podcast for a while, they have been they, their top priority was another outfielder. Um, and David Peralta was someone they actually tried to trade for at the last trade deadline. And at one point, it actually looked like he was going to the Dodgers. Um, but ultimately, he went to the Rays, struggled in Tampa. Um, I don't know if this has been reported or not, but I think he had back surgery um, at some point this offseason. Um, so, um, and Peralta was supposed to take his physical early this week with the Dodgers. Uh, they had tried to get um, him to take the physical late last week, but I believe his wife was getting married. Um, but, uh, but Peralta fits in really, really nicely in left field for the Dodgers, gives them another option there for sure. Um, one for 6.5 with the ability to get the 8 million, which that makes total sense. Um, I, I, I thought he was going to get prior on 7 million. So that, that those terms make sense. Um, with a guy like Alex Reyes, he is, uh, I thought he was going to go to the Marlins. I really did. I thought that fit made a whole lot of sense on paper. Um, I thought they could have used another arm in the late innings with that kind of upside. I don't know if he's going to be ready. I don't know when exactly he's going to be ready coming off of the injury that he's coming off of, but yeah, um, the Dodgers, they like taking those little shots in the dark on these really like high upside pitchers um, on low risk deals. Like they did earlier this off season with JP Fireisen, uh getting him for basically a, a bag of balls uh, from the Rays. Um, and they've done it in the past too, and they've had success with it. There's, there's some that haven't worked out. I know they did it with Corey Knable when he was coming off of a down year with the Brewers and, uh, he turned into be an impactful piece for them in the bullpen. Maybe it happens here with Reyes. Um, but it, it continues a philosophy for the Dodgers, um, that they like to add these kind of pitchers. And I don't necessarily know if they're done trying to do something like that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Interesting. Uh, that's what we call a teaser for Thursday's episode, folks. That's why you stick around on the Baseball Insider's feed uh, for both of the shows per week. Instead of just one, because you get a little, get a little breadcrumbs you got to follow for the rest of the week. Uh, Reyes, it's just, I, yeah, I mean, nothing has ever been more Dodgers than this. Uh, I guess we, we were wrong on Matt Barnes. It's funny, we, we connected Matt Barnes to the Dodgers. He goes yeah. to the Marlins. We connect Reyes to the Marlins. He goes to the Dodgers. There's no bad use of $1.1 million, especially no. if you're a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers. But funny that we expected sort of this, you know, ooh, this escalating bidding war for Reyes. And the Dodgers win with, like, the most marginal offer of all time. And it's just the guaranteed – he is the guy that all other franchises are, are looking at right now. Like, the Dodgers wanted him. We need extra arms in the bullpen we, it, even if he comes back in May or June, like we couldn't do $1.1 million. Clearly the Dodgers see something here. Clearly they do. And that's why the Dodgers are the Dodgers is they make these moves like this. And the, if there's ever a team that is going to get the most out of a reliever in his situation, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be the Dodgers. Um, and like there's incentives in that deal that can bring it up to like 10 million or so um, over, I think a two year span. So like it, it, it basically, if, if Reyes performs really well, then he's going to get paid by the Dodgers, whether it's this year or 
next year or i mean whether or he could also opt out and become a free agent so um or i don't i can't remember if it's a player or a team option um but either way um yeah. it's a really smart contract for the dodgers and maybe they are the team that also can get him to channel his command issues um and because he's when he's right i don't know if there's a more talented reliever in baseball than alex reyes i mean he's just really struggled with his command and the walks and um, Cause what was it? 2021 mm-hmm. where he went off to that dominant start with the Cardinals. Um, and he was just mowing down teams in the ninth inning. And then in the second half of the year, it just completely turned uh, because of those command issues. But if you, if the Dodgers can turn him around, then this is, this might be the best $1.1 million signing in baseball history. Like it's, but if it doesn't work out, then they can just cut ties for basically no, no loss at all. Yeah. There we go. 1.1 million. It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. Uh, the, the walk numbers from 2021 do end up being kind of crazy. He walked 52 in 72 and a third innings, uh, which mars the whole season. But career, Elizabeth, New Jersey's own uh, former top pitching prospect, uh, 2.86 ERA in 145 innings. He's racked up 2.5 war. He struck out 177 guys. So there's there's one thing holding him back. And you know who's good at fixing those one things? The Dodgers. Uh, then, of course, the health issue as well, which is the, the elephant in the room that they maybe can't do anything with. But if they get him healthy, there's just one little wrinkle they have to iron out. And they can finally get this pitcher who could potentially live up to this incredible pedigree and has already done it plenty in his career, just not consistently enough. No, exactly. And boy, it's, uh, he's going to be one of the more fascinating ones to, to watch throughout this entire season, or even, I mean, or when he eventually does return. I, have we seen a timetable yet for when he's going to return at him? Uh, I haven't, but I know that you're right. It's, it's, it's significant. It's, it's not, um, you know, he, he certainly is not good. I wouldn't expect to see him on April 12th, <laughs> you know? No, I was, I was about to say it'd be interesting to watch him during spring training, but yeah, we're not going to, I wouldn't imagine we're going to see him during spring training. Um, yeah, maybe. Juan Toribio wrote after the signing that it's a couple of months. So yeah. I'm looking at June, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. If there's one thing I've learned in baseball, it's to never dot Juan T. That guy is an absolute legend. So shout out to Juan, uh, even though his jump shot sucks. Um, wow. Yeah, that shot's fired at Juan. He, he likes to talk a big game with his jumper, but eh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> jump shot's fired. Well, well, Juan, we'll see you hoisting up those Jays in the middle of June when Alex Reyes has also taken the mound for the first time. Uh, and also a special shout-out. I just want to give a shout to uh, the third team, in my humble opinion, in the NLS. Uh, some some would say the Giants are behind the Dodgers and Padres. I would say the Arizona Diamondbacks are behind the Dodgers and Padres. The bargains are dropping. They get Andrew Chafin for, honestly, not that much money. Chafin making the same amount of money he was making last year in Detroit, in Arizona. They're sneakily going for it, too. Evan Longoria, Chafin, Guriel, <laughs> Gabriel Moreno. They sell high on Varsho. They keep everybody else. I like the Diamondbacks. Corbin Carroll, your rookie of the year. I know that's just a whole bunch of names that I just screamed out. And I know they're fighting for third place. But I like what they're doing. So do I. I really like it a lot. Um, and also, before I get into my take about the Diamondbacks, obviously a burner. Uh, who is your favorite football team? Is it, yeah. Is it Tampa Bay? Um, but anyways, um, 
the like the Diamondbacks adding Chafin makes so much sense for them because it bolsters what what's been their biggest need for ages now, um, and that's that's bullpen help. They've added over twenty different relievers this offseason, whether it's on major or minor league contracts, which is just absurd. Um, I mean, that's a number that actually kind of sounds made up, yeah. um, but it's real. Um, and they're not going to be in a position where they're going to be able to overthrow or overtake the Dodgers or the Padres or in that division. But what they can do is they can have him for um, first half of the year and then trade him to a team that needs bullpen help at the deadline and further replenish their farm system. Um, it's, it's a smart move by them. I don't think they're going to be able to do that with Evan Longoria. Um, because he made it pretty clear that he wanted to be in Arizona, and um, like it's just I don't I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that with him. But a guy like Chafin makes so much sense. Um, I mean, they've raised their talent floor for sure. Um, they, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a it's a really I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this with the Diamondbacks because I'm not trying to I don't want to pump them up too much because we got to be realistic. But I'm just a fan yeah. of what Hazen has done. Um, because it's been, it's a difficult situation there. Basically knowing you're not, you don't have a realistic shot at winning the division. Yeah. This podcast is, it's an insider pod. It's a joyful pod where friends talk baseball, but it is a pro Diamondbacks front office and a pro twins front office podcast. Uh, Y'all know that already. Uh, We make that clear every week. And again, we like what the D-backs are doing. Um, That's it for this edition of the show we'll be right back here on thursday to wrap up anything we missed preview the world baseball classic assess the free agent landscape and get to all your questions at our normal time thursday at 3 30 eastern time but Bert, before we go i will give you a chance to roast obviously a burner's colts because he took a little pot shot at your eagles and and the colts i mean the colts yeah, I mean, if you're a Colts fan, you don't have much to say. Although, I, that being said, I, I do like the Shane Steichen hire a lot, um, but you basically need an entire new roster to be be competitive. So I'm I'm sorry, obviously a burner. Um, you should you should stick to the Tampa Bay Rays because um, your football team is not going to be doing too much for a while. So yeah, Jeff Saturday though at least gave you a nice little goodbye message. He went on a small boat in the middle of a lake earlier today and thanked everyone for the chance to have worked with the Colts coaches and interviewed um for uh you know that that long-term position that he did not get so i'm glad he set up the shot on a boat and i'm glad he was able to live stream directly to his weird twitter account while fishing uh it's a good look uh congrats on not hiring him long term though obviously a burner <laughs> yeah that's uh what he what he just said is, is is very well said but uh yeah i mean we did we did win by one point against the four win team but the key to that is that they won um and the colts did not do much of that this year what do they blow a 30 Two point leader, whatever it was against Minnesota. Yeah, like, walking around. Uh, 33. Yeah, Jeff Saturday just stalking the sidelines at halftime, assuming he did not have to coach the second half of a football game. And Kirk Cousins said, No, buddy, I'm, I'm going to save my check downs for the playoffs. I'm going deep today. That's exactly what he did. We did, in fact, like, we did, in fact, <laughs> like that. Um, that's, that's it. Goodbye to y'all. A fantastic show. As always, and Robert Murray, thanks for gunning it out, man. Uh, you crushed it. You brought the fire. Um, and this is this is your flu game. You did the job. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Wouldn't be possible without you, my friend. You, uh, you're an absolute G. Um, obviously a burner. Uh, even though I've joked with you quite a bit on this on this episode, I I appreciate you and everybody else who watched. I appreciate you too. And if you're not subscribed, um, Adam will not be able to wear an Expos hat going forward. Um, so that's you got to live with that on your conscience. So exactly, I will bring a different hat to Thursday's podcast. That is a promise. What will it be? Sound off in the comments. Let me know. Uh, I think most of you know my collection at this point, uh, but don't say the one that you're thinking of because not. Gonna, I know what you're going to say. Don't say. It. I'll, yeah. I might wear it though. Yeah, the Tory Pines. Um, yeah, that that yeah. that. Yeah. Oops. I, I don't want to say any more about that. <laughs> I, I I got rid of the mirroring those. Now it just you could just read it. It doesn't look like that. Maybe kind of. Uh, fantastic show. Robert Murray, thanks so much for joining me, as always. And we will see you all, as long as you subscribe, and you better be, uh, on Thursday, 3.30 Eastern, giving you the goods. Take care, everybody. See you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.